This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's CISO. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 14. Um, I don't know how to feel today, Maz, if I'm honest with you. I'm in a bit of a, a torn situation between whether I'm going to praise the club or whether I'm going to be a bit, not negative, but a little bit frustrated. But before we get into all the um, the great fun of the game, uh, Maz, how are, you, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, yeah, same as you, mate. I feel like it's a really weird time at the moment because mm. I think in the last, what, five years like a lot's changed like to our football club and I think our, as time's gone on our expectations have changed yes but I think sometimes you've got to keep some perspective um but no I I, I completely get where you're coming from mm. and um yeah it's a frustrating time I think frustrating slash um yeah it, it's a it's a good time to be a Brighton fan obviously because we're in Europe and all yeah. that good stuff but at the same time it's just like every game is just different, isn't it? It's like yeah. every game, you just don't know what to expect. And like, you, you can't really go into a game feeling confident anymore, mm. uh, as sometimes maybe we did last season. So, yeah, yeah uh, all in all, I am fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, supporting Brighton of Albion is a fun, exciting, uh, fun time at the moment. I think um, you said about expectation and balancing your opinions, but I think, I think you've got to just go with where we are now. Because obviously, we, as we say, we, mm. we've set the bar so stupidly high last yeah. year we finished in, in that top six bracket of being you know having an absolutely unbelievable season selling players for 100 million pounds like you wouldn't have ever even thought we'd say half that stuff um but i think because of where we've got to we have to hold that similar sort of expectation as fans isn't it because you know it's all well and good saying you know where we've come from but equally it's like well we actually now we're here so we want to be here oh no um so i think 100 percent hard i think it's it's, yeah. it's weird um but yeah no yeah. no i 100 agree with you I, I think yeah it's set up, you know that whole like it's sort of that old school fan versus the new school fan it's yeah. like oh remember where we came from you know remember remember like we didn't we nearly didn't have a club and i'm like i get that I, yeah. I do but at the same time i agree with you i think you know we are where we are now mm. so let's live in the moment yeah. and let's not let's worry about stay we actually are isn't it? We don't yeah, want to just be here and exactly, disappear. Yeah. Um, and is, also, as well, Ryan, just quickly, you made a really good point about transfers and like you know selling players, and I think that's one thing we forget as well. We we sold, uh, you know, the core of our team last season, you know, the, the the hub, you know, Caicedo and McAllister were literally like the heartbeat of our of our team. Yeah, and you know, it, it's apparent. You know, let's be real. It, we've seen a massive drop off since they've left and sure. that was always going to happen I think naturally um, so yeah that was really yeah, I, I thought that was a good point to pick, uh, pick up so like, let's not forget as well we have and, and you know injuries as well at the moment we've we, you know we're losing we've lost Estepinian who was a key yeah. key member of our team last season and Solly March as well to injury so you know it's we've got to remember as well put, put you know remember what's happening as well we've lost players through 
you know, sales and injuries. So, yeah. you know, we just got to remember we, we, we're balancing at the moment. It, it is tough. Yeah. And I think when you look back on the summer, I think that's where people's core frustrations are going to come from, isn't it? I mean, that deep down, we're, when every time we lose or we don't get a win and we evidently see the midfield getting overrun, we just think, but we know that we've lost this. How did we not replace it? We had so long to do so. Um, and I think that's what's always going to be in my back of my head is like, you know, that, that frustration there. And and not just the centre midfield. Let's talk about fullbacks. Let's be real as well. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we I said at the beginning of the season, I wanted either Sasha Bowie or uh, Barco. And mm. we got neither of them. And yeah. right back and left back have been a really tough thing for us because obviously we lost Estepinian and James Milner's had to, uh, sorry, Lamptey or Milner or someone's yeah. had to come in and then Lamptey gets injured. Veltman and got injured like, as well, didn't he, at some point? Yeah, Veltman yeah, got injured and it's like, why Why did we not, that, that was surely a position where we had to strengthen, we mm-hmm. had to do it and we didn't. We went into a season relying on Milner and Lamptey to sort of backfill mm-hmm. and we had Solly March playing there at one point as well at yeah. back and then, and then he got injured he as well. Injured. Yeah, and it's like, I, I get it. I get injuries are an unfortunate part of the game, and, and it is unlucky. You can't really put, you can't uh, yeah. have foresight for injuries. But at the same time, you surely got to plan a little bit yeah. better when it comes to certain positions. But yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah, it it's, is it's an element of yeah that what if situation. And I think that all of our what ifs have actually come true, which is what's probably the worst part. Is like you know, what if Lamptey gets injured? Then Lamptey gets injured. What if Veltman yeah. gets injured? He got injured. And, and then it was almost a stupid at the beginning of the season, wasn't it? What if he got injured? He's, he's with our sole left back and then he does get injured. So all of them sort of what ifs have actually happened. And I think that's what's, that's what's really and taken I, its toll on the team. And I think what the frustrating thing is, you could have probably predicted that. Let's be real. Like, yeah, you could have probably true. predicted them to, to get injured. You could have, got, you could have predicted well, we Lallana did, not to, really? to play. Well, yeah. Lalana can't play every game 90 minutes. Like, you can predict all these things, uh, you know, really. And Welbeck as well is now injured. Yeah. Again, if you'd asked me this at uh, the beginning of the season, who do I think will most likely get injured at some point? Welbeck, Lalana, and Lamptey are going to be top of my list. And yeah. lo and behold, unfortunately, sadly. And, and again, I don't, yeah. I don't want them to be injured. But no, 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 that definitely. Is, not. That, that is their. That is their track record. And yeah, it, it is frustrating, but uh, we're yeah. just going to have to make do, aren't we? We're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And I think I think we weren't that bad against Everton at all. I, I thought we we played a, a decent game. Um, and as, as De Zerbi alluded to, is it, it was just we just didn't create enough and really to win yeah. the game. Um, and obviously the, we, we went behind so early in such a stupid fashion. And I think that's what was a bit sour. We can't seem to score goals. Um, so I concede goals in like a, just a normal way. Like no one just scores a normal goal <laughs> against us. We have to sort of mess around with it. And, and you know, does that, I think it was Veltman missed it, wasn't it? And then it comes back across. Yeah. And then he has a shot and sort of rebounds back out. And then it's a deflection yeah. and it's gone in at the near post. And, you know, no one's got any chance of stopping that from going in. Um, so I'll give Verbruggen his credit. He made the save before that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it was just a bit of but, a circus, wasn't it, in the in the in that? Yeah. I, I mean, I think defensively in the last few weeks, we have been really, really poor. I think I think we can go into every game now just like not expecting, well, yeah, expecting to concede. Yeah. I think like every game we've gone into for the last maybe month or so, I've always thought, right, well, we're going to concede. So we're going to have to score more. <laughs> Never than a 2-0 win on, um, the, on the predictions. Yeah, I think, was it, I think, was it Ajax? Uh, we had a clean sheet and then... Yeah. I can't remember the last time we had a clean sheet. I think that was our Ajax, first one since Arsenal away last season. Um, Ajax, wow. which that's, is some stat. Correct me insane. if I'm wrong in the comments, by the way, but I'm pretty sure that was the stat from reading it back then. Um, but yeah. I think you're right, you know. I'm just, I'm just looking back since. now. I, I think, oh no, here you go. Oh no, this is friendly. Sorry, I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, mate, I think you're right, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right, year. Arsenal. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, insane. So, yeah, so so defensively, you can, you, you can see we're just not, the same as we were, you know, post, yeah. sorry, pre-Arsenal. Um, and it's just, yeah, again, look, we, we talked about it in the, just, just a couple of minutes ago. We have had injuries. We've had, you know, formation, uh, sorry, 
uh, different lineups, you know, no stability in that in that defence. Um, so you are, you know, naturally, I think you're going to be weaker defensively for that. Yeah. But yeah, I think, like you said, it, it was a bit of a shit show at the back for that goal. Verbruggen, uh, my, my only thing with Verbruggen, uh, could you argue that he could have maybe palmed it more wide? Because he did palm it back yeah, possibly, out to, possibly. to Mikalenko. But again, I think I'm just being a bit harsh, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because he did palm it sort of straight back into Mikalenko's mm. path, which, yeah, I mean... Yeah, Verbruggen's new in the team again, isn't or... he? And I think that, that's what the first sort of shock was, wasn't it? When Verbruggen, yeah. obviously it was, I think it was Andy Naylor put the tweet on um, and then it was sort of saying, we're not going to rotate so much. And then, you know, clearly it was my yeah, game. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I would call it, yeah. I'd call it mind games, maybe putting out to the media some false info to try and trick Everton. But um it didn't really. It didn't really make too much of a difference. I thought. Um, you know, I did. Yeah. I didn't really think anything really changed too much. Um, for Bruggen is a, is a top talent. Don't get me wrong. I think he will be great. Um, it's just he needs yeah. a run of games. We said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. He just needs that that ten game stretch of just having regular football because otherwise, you know, he's never going to get used to the team. Um, especially as a goalkeeper, you know, it's not like he's. Don't get me wrong. If he needs a rest, he needs a rest. But I, I think at the minute we just yeah. need to have a regular goalkeeper for a bit and then just Agreed. see how it goes. Um, and for me, yeah, if it's going to be a twenty-one-year-old sensation, so to speak, in in, in Netherlands, he needs that. He needs that time, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, that yeah. goal was a bit of a sloppy one. Um, and I thought, I thought all round were a little bit funny. But I thought that goal came a bit out of nowhere. Really, we we were just a bit susceptible to that counter attack. I think it was Calvert Lewin, McNeil, quite carrying it, weren't they? Like they always seem to do against mm. us. And well, I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they gave us troubles last season, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> the Amex, they absolutely battered us. Uh, yeah. That, that core of... Like, and that was the with Casado McAllister, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Well, I, th- I think I think slightly, um, if you look at overall the game, and again, I know we're going to get into the moments of the game, but I think overall, if you look at it, I think I, I, I want to sort of give credit a little bit to Everton. Like, I think oh, yeah. it, it was a, a fair result. You know, I, th- I think Sean Dyche now, like, they're not the same Everton we saw last season, um, you know, at the beginning of the season. You know, the first half of the season, they were pretty shocking. Like yeah. every team expected to beat Everton. Um, and then you saw once Deitch came in, he sort of settled everything. He's mm-hmm. he's made them a, a tough team to beat. They set up well. Um, and we saw yesterday, like if you look if you look at the match stats, right? We obviously dominate possession 80% to 20, which is like, yeah. you know, huge domination. But if you look at XG, they had better XG. They had better goal attempts. They had more shots on goal. They had, um, uh, what else did they have? Uh, yeah, more goal attempts, more shots on goal. Uh, and more XG and bigger XG over the game. However, we were we had more attacks and more dangerous attacks. So you know, in terms of a balanced game, if you want to look at sort of stats, uh, of course, use your eyes as well. But if you want to look at stats it, on the balance of the things, like I think a fair uh, a fair result was a draw. Um, and I think I want to give uh, you got to give credit to Sean Jones because he does set up his teams. Uh, well, and and you know we do struggle against low blocks and you know teams that at least we didn't lose. I different. suppose is that is the point from low blocks yeah, this time. And, and, and I saw, and I saw you tweet yesterday about like you know in the heart, like after the game you're like, oh, it's one a point away. At Everton's actually not a bad result. And mm. Given the circumstances right now, the team that Everton are because mate, they just beat um, West Ham, who, mm. who again themselves are doing all right. Yeah. Uh, the week before away, away to West Ham, they got one 0 win there, and then they've got a draw at home, and it looks like they're, they're they're progressing every week. So, you know, in hindsight, it's not a terrible point. I know, I know. We didn't play our best, and you know, there's there's lots of things to take out of the game. But yeah, like, what? Yeah, I, I know going into it, we wanted to get the win. But if you look back now, one all, I think it's a fair result. To yeah, I'm not like I didn't come out of the game salty that we didn't win. If you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. But you mentioned yeah. using your eyes to watch football, and I'm going to use my eyes here on that equaliser <laughs> because love that segue, <laughs> love that segue, right? Because I don't think that anyone else did use their eyes, at least in the officials, um, because. I just oh what shambles! I, I can't even. Week, oh, this weekend, mate, it's been awful, hasn't it? I mean, I was just yeah, checking my phone shambles. and I, I see another one come up from a different game, and you just think yeah, like yeah. it's it's not as we always say. VAR, in theory, should work fine, but we're so unprepared yeah. for it at this level. I think it was um, my who was it? It got relegated down. Um, Anthony Taylor um, got relegated down. Right, yes, so. the championship. Yeah. 
Uh, which in itself, by the way, I actually disagree with the process of because I just feel like you're just you're not actually solving any problem. You're just moving the problem to the championship and giving them another bad referee. So like it just that's makes a good, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just giving yeah, them it's, bad instead of, instead of instead of sending them, it's like sending them away to a boot camp and then not giving them the training at the boot camp. Yeah. Like, you you want to you surely want to you know educate you want to teach you want to make them learn yeah. what their mistakes are rather than just going all right you've been a naughty boy go to the naughty step which is the yeah. championship apparently um and so and yeah, we're we're in the yeah I, I really we'd be on the other end of it getting another rubbish referee from the prem we'd be like what do we want him for <laughs> it would just make it the league worse <laughs> yeah. so you know it's just it's stupid really i think you make a good point yeah. yeah it's weird so yeah anthony taylor's been relegated and then you've got um so who was on ours? It was Michael Oliver refereeing, wasn't it? And um, don't get it wrong, uh, there's a couple last of... Night. Yeah, yesterday. Was it Michael Oliver? Yeah. Yeah, it was him. I think so, yeah. Um, and then there was okay. a couple of sort of things. I think Everton had a penalty, questionably. Um, yeah, I do want to talk about that, actually. That, yeah, that was just was, yeah. the goal, Mc, wasn't it? McNeil. Yes, yeah, so, so, sorry, just quickly. The, uh, the referee was Robinson? I've never, never heard of him. T. Robinson? Oh, right, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> Don't even know who don't he is. Know who is. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, but yeah, no, um, the the penalty shout. So yeah, look, I'll I'll be honest here. I, you know, be, being sketchy, we're not biased, we're not a biased podcast. It was sketchy. I'm not gonna lie. I think we we slightly got away with that one. I mm. I do feel like um, I do feel like he does he does push into him, and you could argue maybe does McNeil go down slightly softly, but. I do think there's contact there, and if that was the other way around, I would be asking for a penalty to be honest mm. with you. So, yeah, I, I think Veltman's qu- quite lucky there to be honest because yeah. he, he seems like he was a bit out of position. He was scrambling, and he's come back, and he sort of just just fell into him. Yeah, and it, it was it was sloppy. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think we've got away with one there. To be yeah, honest, I sort of agree with you to be fair. In the moment, I was a bit unsure. I've got to be honest, and then because I was on that side of the sort of it's my first and only time at Goodison, so I I, I didn't. Everyone always says how old it is, isn't it? And it's so like you know wooden and yeah what was it what was it like yeah it is literally everything that everyone says i mean the, my view was tainted by a big black sort of netting so i couldn't actually see the goal properly oh, class. um and yeah it was just made out of wood and it was just literally just wooden blocks <laughs> as my seats and i thought yeah i can see so, where you get so that new stadium that new stadium yeah, is gonna be unbelievable for them it'd be on yeah <laughs> Um, but it's it's a hist- historic place. Don't get me wrong. It is. If I feel like that's the only reason I really wanted to go, I was like, I always avoid Everton away because never seems to do that well. Apart from the last couple of years, I was like, I'm just gonna do it to get out. You know, just to say I went to Goodison Park, and um, yeah, yeah, I'm sort of glad I did it. I'm glad I ticked it off. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so the 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 view of that um that moment, I did think that's a bit dodgy. I'm not gonna lie. And yeah, and I've watched it back on the YouTube since, and I thought. Yeah, that that we did get away with one there, especially Veltman, uh, to yeah. be honest. But yeah, well, <laughs> he didn't make it much better anyway, because as I say, that that goal that wasn't by Dunk, what a finish, oh, by the what, way. What a finish that was. Mate, I thought it was Ferguson, honestly, Dunk. <laughs> honestly, first time, and I'm 99.9% sure it was his left foot as well. Mm. Uh, and was. like, absolute, like, to be able to hit that first time on the volley, uh, with that kind of precision, that power... Like, yeah, like you said, you would not think he's a centre-half. No. If you showed someone who's never watched football in their life, you went, right, watch this goal, tell me what position they play. Yeah. They're not going to say he's a centre-half. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... Uh, but but we but we all know, like, I, I saw that go in, right? I, I watched the, uh, saw the goal go in and I was like, do you know what? I'm actually... Like, also, I was like, fucking hell, what a goal. But then I was like, do you know what? Dunkey's got... We all know he's got techers. Like, <laughs> we know his, te- his technical ability, how good he is, his range of passing... Um, you know, like you know, free kick chest, yesterday you know? as well. So nearly went. Yeah, yeah, it's free kick. Yeah, good save, good save from Pickford. Like we know he's got tackles, but yeah, that finish was obscene. Um, and let's talk about the offside because I think it's a ridiculous decision. Because yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, have they based it on his hand? Yeah, being in a so how is a hand? Giving you an advantage? Do you score with your hand? I it's don't get it. It's in the rules that it Surely doesn't it's... count, doesn't it? It's, it's actually written in the rules on the FA website that that that's wrong. That's incorrect. So we should actually technically get another apology for that because you can't. It has to be on that shoulder or the sleeve, isn't it? And that wasn't even on the sleeve. It was like halfway down his forearm. So I, God knows how they can uh, even give it. So yeah. apology, FC. Yeah, apology, <laughs> FC. Mate, literally. might as well just. Just, 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 yeah. I mean, I know we've said this, like, honestly, I've, I've, I don't kind of remember how many times we've said this now, but what does an apology do? Like, what, what, like, like you mentioned earlier, yeah. Brian, like, about referees, right? Like, it's the same thing, you know, 
what are we doing to change things? It's all good saying sorry, oh sorry, like yeah. sorry, messed up again. Well, what, what what does that do for us? Does that give us three points? Does that give us the goal we, we yeah. should have got? Like, uh, uh, what's being done by the FA, by the referees, by anyone whose you know job it is? What are you actually doing right yeah. now? What are you just actually doing themselves. to change things? That's all things? they're doing. To be honest, they're just protecting each other, and that's what's more annoying, isn't it? Because it's like. That, that that authority, uh, you can't get past it because they're all friends. So, you know, sure. all well and good getting rid of Anthony Taylor. But again, as I said earlier, I think it's just moving the problem to the championship anyway. And then yeah. he's just going to rot in there. And he's going he's gonna to cause problems in there. They're going to complain. It just makes the problem worse, doesn't it, if anything? Yeah. And I, I just but, think it's just nothing's changed, does it? We, we've said this. How many times have we said this on this podcast about poor refereeing? That, that's that, but that, that's the frustrating thing. It's like as fans, right? So I, I think Arteta, Arteta, uh, Arteta uh, summed it up brilliantly after his press conference yesterday. Because obviously yeah, this, there was a lot of it, yeah, oh yeah, there was some big contentious. You know, as as we all saw, there was like three different. There was three different sort of reasons to chalk off the goal. Right. Uh, all of them that they basically didn't agree that. Uh, was anything wrong so I think the ball going out of play there was an yeah. offside and there was a foul so there's three different sort of incidents within one uh, action of one run of play so yeah ended up giving the goal and obviously Arteta just went in after the game he was like it's a disgrace like he was like I've been in he's, he was like I've been in this country for 20 years now and to have this standard of officiating and you know technology the technology we have we're not using it properly how are we still at this stage he was like it's embarrassing it's, yeah. it's not good enough and I, I agree with him completely it's like yeah. we've now got We've had this technology now for a few, a good few years now, and I, I look, it's not going to be perfect by any stretch. But at the same time, is it going to be at this level that we thought it would be right now? Like, how yeah, it has how to be we closer to perfect than it is now? I mean, yeah. we're we're we are exactly. so far away from perfect. I mean, we've got to be on that five percent of a hundred. I mean, honestly, it's so far away from being anywhere near what it's supposed to do. Mm. Um, and what we've had it for what, as you say, four years now since twenty nineteen, it came in. Yeah, and it's done nothing. And, uh, and I know, I know it's not VAR, but like even like stuff like you know like the goal line technology failed, and Sheffield United got uh, yeah, yeah. Um, relegated because of it, and like you know Aston Villa stayed up because mm. of it, like stuff like that. And, and again, I know it's not complete, it's not uh, technically VAR, or, you know, it's different type of thing, but still, it's technology, right? And it's like we've seen we've seen technology fail us quite a lot of times, and it goes back to this whole argument of like, oh, do you want VAR in general? And I, I do. I think I to answer the question. Yeah, I think I do I want think the I AR. I think it, it does help. Yeah, but it's just... yeah, but it needs to be used properly. It needs to be, mm. it needs to be, you know, developed more, and it needs to be, you know, why during the off season, right? I come at, come at the end of the season or whenever. Why don't they really, really go to town and just have like full on, you know, uh, development and research and you know whatever they need to do to just develop it and make it better? Like, why are they not putting all their resource and time into making these things yeah. better? Wasn't it Paul Merson nailed it, wasn't it, in a couple of couple of weeks ago with Mike oh, Dean on the Sky Saturday. and uh, he, he yeah, yeah. flipped absolutely flipped and to be honest with you I don't, I don't blame him with some of the stuff that Mike Dean was saying I probably would have yeah. flipped as well and I think it was he was saying it's you know just doing something for the sake of it just replaying for the sake of it wasn't it he was like for the sake of it he was like this is one of the biggest games in the calendar and even if it wasn't one of the biggest games in the calendar, these 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 games matter so much to fans. You know, yeah. it, it's the whole point of my week is to watch the football at the end of the week, and and you to have it just you know sort of brushed over by them, like it doesn't really matter that much. Just chill out a bit. Yeah. It's just think those are the people that are in charge of it. So what am I following? What am I paying money for? And um, yeah. yeah, that's that's well, that's I, it really. It's it's just it's mind boggling. I, I think another final point on this is you just mentioned it now, money. Like mm. the amount of money they make from us, the amount of money <laughs> they pump, in, pump into this sport. Yes. Well, where's it? Why are you not spending that money on, on things that are actually needed rather than stupid like ideas like the Super League and all this bullshit that you always try and like spin on us? Like mm. what? Instead of trying to, uh, you know better the product what well, it feels like they're not they're just spending that money elsewhere and in other places and with other things that we don't, yeah. just don't need yeah. so yeah it, you know the amount of money like you say as consumers we pay you know our hard money and i think mctominay mentioned it and again it wasn't to do with AR, but like um man united fans are you know moaning about how shit they are at the moment and he's like and mctominay came out and said he goes these fans pay a lot of money to come and see us like yeah. let's give them something you know to to be happy about yeah. and it's like it's the same with VAR and technology is like in football we pay so much money we we make you we make the product what it is without yeah. fans you'd be nothing so no, exactly. why don't you improve our uh, you know our 
uh, what's it called user journey and make the product better. Well, we saw it, didn't we, in COVID years uh, with no fans. I just, I didn't even like watching football, to be honest. I, I watched yeah. it for the sake of the podcast. And I think, honestly, if I didn't do the podcast and all the stuff on Twitter and articles, whatever, I actually just don't think I'd have been that interested in it. I don't think I'd have watched no, it true. at all because I didn't really enjoy the games. I mean, I sort of just watched them. Yeah. But I just, it just didn't really mean anything to me as much. It, it was flat, wasn't yeah, it? it was you weird, I couldn't yeah. even recall that many games from that season in the way I could recall <laughs> games from 10 yeah. years ago. It's weird. Oh, yeah, COVID was a blur, mate. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I still take two years off my uh, age, so I'm actually still 30, mate. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I'm still yeah, on the it, it, 20. COVID, <laughs> COVID doesn't count, mate. COVID doesn't count. It was, it, was all, it, was, it was all fake news, mate. It was fake news. Yeah. It didn't actually happen. Yeah, no, yeah. literally. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, frustrating, frustrating. And then we sort of go into the end of the half. Uh, again, we, we were pushing a bit, to be fair. We, we were knocking the ball around, and this was the thing. It gave me a bit of confidence going into the second half because I thought, you know, if we were to score before half time, it, it changes the game, obviously. But I thought the way we were kicking it about, I thought we have a chance. But as we always know, a Sean Dyche team to try and break through when they're one nil up is is one of the hardest tasks to get through in football. Yeah. Um, he's so and, experienced. And arguably, arguably as well, before we got our goal, McNeil could have made it too as well. Mm. Yeah, that shot that uh, went slightly... To be fair, it wasn't like a clear-cut chance, but it was still a, it was still a chance yeah, uh, yeah. where the shot sort of went slightly wide. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, I think, yeah, on the, on the balance of it, I think in the second half, we, we were better, uh, you know, much better than in the, in the first half. But uh, yeah, it still wasn't quite it. And uh, I think that goal as well from mm. Matoma. Fair play to Matoma. Good play from him, to be fair. Yeah. Um, you know, took, took on his man. And he, he, he did give um, Young a few times where he sort of like, shit, <laughs> I'm in a world of trouble here. Um, and yeah, and, and it was a, it was yeah, it was one of those goals where, look, if you concede it, you're fuming. Like if that, yeah. if we conceded that, we're seething. Mm. But um, it's nice to be on the other end of it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, it's, it. it's nice <laughs> It's nice to be on the other end of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think, like like you mentioned earlier, on the balance of the game, I think it was a one-all draw was was right. I think if we'd gone away losing that game, I think we would have been frustrated. But yeah. to then win it, we probably would have walked away thinking, fucking hell, we got a bit lucky yeah. there. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I want to mention to you, Matoma, just quick, because he's been a bit of a hot and cold talking point on Twitter. And I was a bit surprised yeah. to see so much cold about him, if I'm honest with you, because I am on the side of, I think Matoma is by far our best attacker, by far our best attacker. Not even close. Yep. It's just when he's doubled up on, it's it's hard because on the right side, mm. as much as I like a dinger, I think he's a great talent. You know he's not a, he's not Matoma, and so he's not going to sort of do what Matoma can do. So if we're not if we're not attacking on the right, it basically isolates Matoma, and I think that the expectations sort of raised on him. But yeah, Matoma to you, Maz, is he? I, I don't I don't get the I don't get the real frustration towards him. But do, what do you think? No, I, I agree. I, I think um, there was a patch, and, and we spoke about it quite candidly on the pod. There was a patch where he was struggling for form. Uh, I think it was about maybe a month ago now, or, or you know, roughly around that yeah. patch. Um, he he was struggling a few games that way. He just didn't look the same Matoma. But um, I think overall, on the whole, he has been he has been very good. Like like you said, he's our best attacking outlet by far. I think Adingra is still very raw. He's still not nowhere near the completed article. He's still got a lot of learning to do, and you know, he still ha has a few games where he sort of goes missing. Um, and then Ferguson as well. I think he's been a bit hot and cold. Like yeah. I know he's had his illness. He's been struggling. I think that's clearly affected him because. Mad thing, he's still one of the top goal scorers in the Premier League, yeah. even though yeah. he's barely played. And you know, and credit to him, I think that shows a lot about him as a player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's still he's still like you know, um, I think he's still struggling with that with that illness, whatever it might have been. Uh, but yes, yeah, and then going back to your point, you know, Matoma, he has been the the, the better but best attacker we've had. So mm. to to call him like poor, but and I think go back go back in go back to completely the uh, beginning of the pod. You've got to remember Estepinian. He had such a good relationship with oh, Estepinian, yeah. and and for him to be outside out of the team and not having that, you know, having Estepinian behind you, I think it is going to affect you uh, as a player. Having such a strong link with someone and playing so well with someone, for them to then go out of the team, you're sort of like, oh, I'm a bit lost here. Like, yeah. okay, cool, you have a, you have a left back, but he's not the left back you're used to. Or, yeah. You know, you have that kind of connection with. So I think we've got to remember that as well. Like 
having when I think once we see Estepinian back in the team, I think we're going to see the best of Matoma again. I yeah. think he'll he'll allow him to be the best version of himself. Yeah, I, I agree as well, and I also think it's just that right side. It's just nowhere near as strong as the left when Estepinian's fit. Yeah, it's just it's so far away from being as good as Matoma and Estepinian. As much as I really like Veltman, obviously he's not going to go on and take on players, and Lamptey's injured too often to to rely on that. So, you know, to have someone of Estupinian's quality on the other side is so necessary. Um, and also the same quality as Mitoma on the other side. March is probably a lot closer than Dingro is. Um, but, you know, now yeah. he's out anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, so it's it's just a Dingro we're sort of relying on at the minute. Probably wouldn't fancy Jao Pedro out on the right. Um, and you probably wouldn't really want a fancy Fatty on the right. So it's hard, really. We, we don't really have that right winger that can really do what Matoma can do. And I think when, when we do, it gives teams something else to worry about. As we saw, like, you know, beginning of this year, when we were firing, weren't we? we had Matoma March, Matoma March every other week. And it was like, you know, one of them would score, one of them would assist nearly every game. And I think that's what yeah. made them, what's made us a lot more lethal. Whereas now, everyone knows, if you just double up on Matoma, if a Dinger isn't going to score, yeah. they're probably not going to do too much. And, and that's a really good point, actually, because think about it as well. If Matoma... Also as well, you've got to remember, if Matoma feels like he is the outlet, he has to be the main person. Maybe yeah. that is a bit of pressure on him. He's thinking, course, in the yeah. back of his mind, but he's thinking, I've got to carry this attacking threat. I've got to be the one everything goes through. Mm. So to have that kind of pressure... It, he it was yesterday, to be honest, so, I thought. We, we yeah, pretty much went to him every that, time, didn't we? Exactly, exactly. So maybe that's, like you said, I think March took that load off him. Then when Asu Fatty's in the team, takes that load off him a little bit. Like, I think he needs he needs that sort of freedom of, of being able to think, right, I can just play without any pressure. I think that's when he's at his best, is when he, he doesn't feel like he's got too much pressure on him. He sort of just, you know, you just give him the ball and he does what he does. Like, mm. you know, that incredible dribbling ability he's got, that technical ability, the way he takes on players. And that's what you want to see with Matoma. I think you want to see him in a one-on-one position with the fullback take him on go down the wing cut in cross it or mm. you know lay off and, and goal so I think yeah you want to see him in those positions and are we getting I suppose the question is are we getting him in those positions enough uh, are we getting mm. him one on one enough with, with players um, which I think it, in balance we are I think, I think he's getting enough opportunities but then it's like do we have the players around him you know at the moment Ferguson not being the best he can be um yeah, it's. Uh, I think we, at the moment the team is struggling as a whole. I don't, I don't think it's fair to pinpoint one yeah. player or you know yeah. three or four players. I think as a, as a team we're just we are struggling both defensively and going forward. Really, yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, we just. I I I, I think we're getting I get we're getting him the ball enough, but again because yeah. he gets doubled got, up, yeah. tripled up on, you know he's, yeah. he's he gets isolated and that's the trouble because he's got no one else really that's with him. When Anzu Fati and Jao Pedro, I think when they come together, I think they'll be all right. But they need games together. Yeah. They need to grow that partnership, as you say, like a Stepinian Mitoma. They have that partnership, and you almost need them partners across the pitch to to keep the team clicking. You know, like Van Hecker, I thought was brilliant yesterday. Um, I think he's yeah, really, really he's come into to, to the team. Like, probably been one of our best defenders uh, alongside Dunker. I think they're they're great together, and the, you can see like a little a link form in there, and like you did with a Stupinian Mitoma. And then that's when you need it up front, and that's what Deserbi was alluding to afterwards. Obviously, saying that you know we didn't shoot enough, and that's what he sort of basically put it down to is that we didn't shoot enough, we didn't have enough shots in the game. Uh, I think Buonanotte went through, could have shot, could have shot, didn't. Um, yeah. We had a couple, didn't we? I think Fatty had one. Was it Fatty or I think it was either Fatty or Jao Pedro, one of the two. I can't remember. It went to now. Yeah. Either way, could have had a shot. Didn't really. We didn't really take that chance. I think Gross had a shot blazed over the bar. We, yes, we yeah, have, yeah, Gross chance. Yeah, yeah we, again, that Towards came from end. Mitoma, and we just didn't really have that um, that that finishing lethal touch like we have done in the past. But you know, again, we maybe it comes down to that whole thing of rotating so much. You don't have them partners. You don't know where each other's are going to be on the pitch every time. So maybe that's, that's yeah, what I, you could put it down to. I don't, I don't want to sound like a broken record because we. I, I think we've all said it about 70 million times in the last three, four weeks. But it, it, the, the rotation is killing me. I, I, I'm not going to even lie anymore. Like I, I've, I've wanted to I've wanted to be positive about it and I don't want to sort of knock Deserby, but the rotation is killing me. It, it, I just feel like we need consistency. Look, let, let's, look, let's be frank. Look at Aston Villa, right? 
they've got two competitions. I know it's Conference League and it's it's not Europa League. You could argue that, but they're in two competitions. And look how well they're doing in both. They're both doing well on the European front. I know they had one loss against that Polish team, but they they you know they went to Netherlands, got four one win in Europe, and then they go to the Premier League and get a win. Like they're showing that they can, you can have a, a consistent team and do well on both fronts. So. I'm just not having this excuse of like, we've got too many games. We, we're balancing Europe and, and Premier League because if Aston Villa can do it, what, why Aston Villa any different to us? They, they, don't, they don't have more, they don't have rules where they can play more players. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't play with 12 men on the, on the pitch every week. Like, there's no difference between us and Aston Villa, really. Yeah. Um, so I'd say you know, one of the biggest differences in Aston Villa, just, just on a, I'll give them the credit where it's due. I think they've, they've obviously got a lot more money than us to begin with. So they started with more money. True. So they had, they've had Watkins for what? Four or five years. They've had Douglas Louise for about the similar time. John McGinn, similar time. They've built a core from a long time ago of True. good players that they could buy for a big price back then. Obviously, Watkins came on well, a big deal, and I think it was like 33 million plus 85k a week, wasn't it? And that's what we couldn't compete with back then. Now we could, but obviously, if we were to go and spend quite a lot of money now, it'd be relying on them to just go like that. And as we've seen with the likes of Palaba, Anzu Fatty, it doesn't quite work like that. So I'd say yeah. that's probably the one thing that Villa have got over us. That's is that fair, they've had yeah. These big quality players. They just weren't unlocked. You know, they're, they're playing and, and not really being utilised enough. Um, Watkins has just been absolutely different level for them. And I think that's what's really been quite a focal point for them is, is Watkins' impact. And Douglas Luiz has been quality. So I think, you know, these two players that have been there for such a long time, big signings, but well, now yeah. being able to reap the rewards of it. But then it's, it's like, okay, if so... And again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying we're a big of a club. You've got to admit, Aston Villa are a way bigger club than oh, us. Cool. Yeah, get, yeah. yeah, like they, they are a bigger club. Yeah. And like you yeah, said, they've massive. got more money. They've got more resources and stuff like that. But in terms of like being an attractive club, like, you know, and keeping, retaining, because you mentioned it there, like they've kept their best players over the years and we haven't. Mm. So it's like, yeah, how yeah. do we get, that's, how that's do we, point. yeah, how, how do we get to that level then? Like, how do we get to the level where we are retaining all our best players and mm. we are then competing on both fronts? But yeah, just basically the point I was trying to make was like I'm I'm seeing what Villa are doing and I and I do take your point on board definitely like I do agree they they obviously yeah do have more money and you know mm. they've, they've got an established core and all that kind of stuff but you, I don't think even Unai Emery's uh, and again correct me if I'm wrong in, in the comments I don't watch Villa week in week out but I, I'm pretty sure they don't rotate every week like we do they don't have a a one and two keeper like we do like mm. I just I just it is frustrating me that the rotation is is too heavy. I get if you're rotating three yeah. or four players every week, but we're rotating maybe like six, seven players every week, and it's like, how are you meant to get any kind of consistency and and stability yeah. with that amount of rotation? I just I just don't see it personally. And look, mm. hopefully Zerbi proves me wrong in, in the long run, and you know, come the end of the season, we're we're a top six finish, and you know, we've done well in Europe. Like I would love that, but at the moment, I'm like, what what's What's happening? What, what's well, going on? What I've really on? noticed in the Prem is that we've almost gone back in time a bit, like with, with how teams play. So, sort of, you hear me out on this. The best teams in the league at the moment, probably Newcastle, Villa, Manchester City, Arsenal. Um, like those are probably the, your best teams, like in terms of who, if you see them on the in a team, you, you're probably going to back them to win their game. Um, and I'd say that those are probably your four best teams. And all of them are so physical and very, very, very. Like they're very strong. They're gonna they're gonna push you around a bit. Um, you know, the, in midfield they're gonna be very powerhousey, driving it. Douglas Louise is very good at it. I think that they they've got that sort of strength. And the same with Newcastle City, even now. I mean, Doku's given them a completely different outlet. Mm. Um, Rodri in midfield is is so strong. I mean, I'm not seeing really many people push Rodri off the ball. Um, and the same with Newcastle. As I said, that those four teams have seemed so strong. Um, and I don't think we've, re- that's one thing we've regressed on is our, is our sort of physicality. Um, you know, we used to be quite a strong team with Duffy and Dunk and, you know, we were quite a hard team to score against. Mm. Um, whereas now, you know, even like Caicedo was so physical for us, McAllister even, like he was a bit of an underrated yeah. one with how physical he could be. Um, you know, he looked he skinny, terror, but he was quite it? a strong boy. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah, quite, yeah. He, he held people off well. We yeah. don't really have that now. Um, you know, Gilmore, as much as I like him, he's not strong. Like, he's not, he's not going to hold someone off. But Labour could, but again, he's not quite ready yet. Um, and that's what we really missed. Dahoud definitely can't. He, yeah, Dahoud, I reckon he, I'd outmuscle him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so there's a few, like, yeah. you, you know, yeah. there's, there's a few, like, quite weak. Not weak, it's hard to say weak, isn't it? It's always harsh, but 
we're not very st- strong physically to I be think, able to deal with it. Yeah, I, well, I, I think I think if you look at our centre backs, like Duncan Van Hecker are like as solid as they come, pretty much. I, I reckon I'd back them to in a, as a partnership over. Well, Van Hecker you know, is yeah, way stronger than solid. Yeah. Yeah, mate, they're both fucking like they're hard. I yeah. you put them in a boxing ring, they 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 they'd go all, all twelve rounds. It'll be an absolute yeah. slugfest. But um, yeah, no, and go back to your point of like the sort of centre midfield area. Yeah, for sure. I think we are lacking physicality there for for sure. Um, and yeah, and you know, in this in this Premier League, like it is a really tough physical league, and I think mm. you know you do need that. And I suppose is that an area we improve in January? Like you know, does does January come around and? Does Herbie think, right, we need one more in centre midfield? But also, Jakob Moda coming back, so I'm, I'm not saying he's the most physical, but he's a big lad. He's, I think, what, six foot four? Yeah, we'll um, see. I don't actually know what yeah. to expect. Because I, 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 this sounds really weird, but I guess it's because Moda played the lion's share of his, his Brighton career in COVID again, and it comes back to what we said earlier. I don't remember too much about him, <laughs> if I'm honest yeah. with you. I don't, I don't actually specifically remember anything that Moda did that much. Um, and that's well, not because he, he wasn't good for us. I just don't remember it. And that's, he got I, a lot of stick, weird. didn't he? Like, mm. well, you know, talking about social media, he, he, he gets a lot of stick on socials. Like, a lot of people don't rate him, which I thought was a bit unfair. Really. I think, again, I'm the same as you. I don't really remember much. But from what I do remember, Member of Yakamoda, I think he'll be a good addition to have, like especially yeah. another body in in midfield. Um, yeah, definitely, we definitely need it, and it's something different, you know. Again, if we're going to be rotating every game and changing six, seven players, I suppose we need all the strength, we uh, you know, all the depth in, yeah. we can get. So, um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, uh, is he going to come in and revolutionise our team? Probably not, but at the same time. To have that option, 100%, you know, I'm all for it. Hopefully he comes back and absolutely smash it. Because he, look, we were linked with, he was linked with Bayern Munich back in the day. And, like, he's meant mm. to be, like, the next big thing. So, look, if yeah. he can fulfil his potential, he could be a really important player for us. But, yeah, it's yeah. too early to say. And we haven't seen enough of him. So, Yeah. And I'll just pick up on your point about January. Because do you think that Bloom is going to almost be cornered into making a little bit more of January? Because he, before, he's, he's always said he doesn't want to go into January and spend. Um, and look, don't get me wrong, this isn't a criticism of Bloom, but sometimes you just got to have these conversations. And I think, you know, because of how we went about the summer, we sort of perhaps a bit naivety towards it, thinking, you know, we've we've, we've been able to upgrade Basuma with Caicedo and we could just do that again with Balebo and it's just going to be an easy switch. It's been anything but, to be honest. Um, you know, Dahu doesn't come in and just bean McAllister. You know, it's not quite been like that. So do you think he's almost going to be a little bit, look, cornered into making some bigger decisions this January by the Zerbi and co and saying look we need the players it's quite clear with in depth we are you know a 10th to 8th team at the moment we're not playing like you know that top six team which we could be um yeah. and that's that's where we should be really with how with the Zerbi um so do you think we're almost going to be cornered a little bit into making that decision in, in January to spend a little bit I, th- I think we've got the money look, yeah, we, exactly. We've got the money. We've got the funds. Um, I, I personally, look, if I was Tony Bloom or if I was Deserby, I would be pushing to hell to get fullbacks. Definitely. I think fullbacks are so key. We saw, look, if Estabino gets injured again, we're going to have to rely on James Milner at left back. And that's not what we want. Let's be, let's everyone, let's be honest with ourselves. We see, we cannot be having James Milner at left back in 2023, uh, or at full, or right back, wherever it might be. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He has to be an, he has to be a squad player. He has to come off the bench. He has to just be around the squad. I'm sorry. He mm. should not be starting games. And there's no slight. I'm not saying he's been crap or he's been awful. Just he's not good enough to be starting games. If, like you said, if we want to get to that top six, he is not a player that should be starting, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as a squad player, I'm all for it. I love his experience and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, going back to the question, yeah, I would definitely get a, a fullback in, left back or right, or both, right back or left back, just to have that cover. And then maybe, uh, maybe in, in the attacking positions, maybe like a, I'm trying to think what position exactly, because you've got Ansu Fati who can play in the middle, you've got Jao Pedro who can right, play in the I middle. Think. Yeah, I think I think the right hand side probably, because obviously Solly March now is probably yeah. out we need for a the solid season. replacement simple as that we need a solid yeah. replacement like i think that's what people will really really undermine is solid impact like i think that you know even he his versatility for us was so important we could put him at left back so true, put him yeah. at right wing you know you know he could cut in very well we adinga is great i do like i think he's a great talent but again he's very yeah. lightweight and i think that at the moment he's only 21 he's got to grow into into the team and I think he will. I think he's definitely got it about him. He'll be fine. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, but so. again, he just needs to beef up. He just needs to learn the learn the team a little bit. He needs to learn the league. He's 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 not a starter yet, um, Adingra. I think he's a great player. 
but not physical. Again, he keeps coming down to that common denominator. He's not physical enough to deal with sort of left-backs and right-backs in this league. Um, and as you say, Maz, I think, yeah, replacing Solly, replacing sort of right-backs, left-backs, maybe, probably more so left at the moment, because I think that's where we're mm. definitely dodgy on, um, provided Veltman and Lamptey can actually stay fit. Um, and it, for me, it's, it's, it's in midfield. I, I just, I still don't think McAllister Caicedo has been replaced. And I think every single week, I, I think it, and I, and I always go in with that optimism, thinking, no, but we'll get into it. You know, belabor who will get better. And they are, but they're, they're still not there. And I think that's where you just need that. You know, that's where I'd spend the money. But then, but then I, I agree. But to play devil's advocate, then, if you do buy another centre midfielder, though, then how does that, then how do you then accommodate everyone? So, like, Belaber and Tahoud are probably thinking, well, when are we going to get game time then? Yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. It's yeah. tough. I mean, for me, Dahoud, for me, Dahoud is good, sort of more advanced. I, I, in anywhere deeper than that, I reckon, as I say, most, most sort of physical counter-attacking sides are going to get through him. Um, and I think that he's he's definitely more of a McAllister, but not as physical as him. He He's definitely... I reckon if he played like in the gross role, we would see the best Dahoud. But because he because we can't play him there, because we haven't got Kaiseido behind him, it, it, you don't see the best Dahoud. And I think that's yeah. that's our problem. Baleba, I think he'll be great for us. But again, he's 19. So, you know, we're relying on him to stop being good sure. for us. And he's 19. And I, I just think that this season, just to expect... Yeah, OK, we spent 25 million on him. He's a lot of money. But I just don't think he's he's quite ready yet. Um, and yeah. I think and he's I, a great talent again, you know? It's hard. And I think... And I think that's a th- it's been a running theme for the last, I'd say, two or three years where we've always bought players for the future and, and not for the now. And I think that's been a recurring theme for a good two, three years now. And look, yeah. I'm all for it because we, we've unearthed some absolute gems. Like, look at Caicedo, look at McAllister, look at the, you know, the Basuma, the players we've, yeah. we've developed and you sold know. on. You know, Ben White uh, previously, uh, you know, even Levi Colwell, who had, we had a big part of this way, though, Maz, though. Like, you look at it, yeah? Sorry to cut you off, but the players you That's list right. there, Ben White wasn't in our team before. It was it was Webster and, and Dunk. So Ben White was an add-on, and he was a great add-on. But when we lost him, it wasn't like we've missed our best player. And Caicedo was an add-on to Basuma. He wasn't starting for us before that. And then he was actually ended up probably being arguably better than him at some points. And then McAllister, again, didn't really play for us, came into the team. Yeah. Um, and these are, these are players that have been a bit of an add-on. So the, the investing in the future worked perfectly because we had a team ready then. Whereas now, we've, we've lost McAllister and Caicedo and they're our key. And we've not got someone that's ready. We, for once, we've lost the key rather than we've lost an add-on. And I think that's, that's true, what's yeah. really shot us. I, I, I think. And also as well, actually, you make a good point about the sort of uh, loans as well. So like, does Belaber like you know really in develop in terms of like development? Belaber probably could stayed in France, had another year in France, and then came and like you know started next year. But like like you said, because we 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 don't have those starters, he's had to yeah. come in and had to play. Or you know you know he's, he's lacking fitness, but most of the time he's had to come in and do a job. And it's like, well, is that fair? Like on a nineteen year old, you know, tough, lad who's, yeah, just come into a brand new league. Like everything's new to him, and he, he's still you know uh, struggling with his fitness and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, how can you rely on him and expect them to come yeah. in and just be the same players as we've lost? And it's just not mm. going to happen. So, yeah, and no, more unfortunately for them, the, as we said right at the beginning of the pod, the bar we've set, we have to then rely and expect on them because we haven't got a choice because they're our players and that's what we've got. And I think that's what I said right at the beginning when we signed Belaber. I said, I don't want to put the pressure on him, but I have to because yeah. we've labelled him as the Caicedo. He's 10 out of 10s every week. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? You've got to then be as good as Caicedo was. And to then put that on him was always going to be a, ma- a massive, massive, massive expectation. And to then say that to Gilmore, to say that to Dahoud, you have to be as good as McAllister was for us. It's it's a big expectation. I think that's what's yeah. that's what they haven't quite just flowed into because we haven't had that that ready made ready. Mm. I, I think that's what we said, wasn't it? Right at the beginning when Caicedo was linked away, was he will be the one we miss because you know he was he was our he was our cog in that midfield towards the end of the season. He, he was the one that broke up. He won the fifty fifties. We didn't get counter attacked as much. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was big for us. 
just just my final point on this. Um, I, I think as well, it doesn't actually help as well, and it all stems, in my opinion, it all stems back to rotation. Like it doesn't help for our midfield mm. three to always be changing as well. Like again, it's like how are you expecting to get the best out of Dahoud, the best out of Gilmore, the best out of um, Belaber or whoever it might be? How how do you expect to get the best out of them if they're not getting a good consistent run of games? Because like mm. Gilmore, Gilmore must be thinking. Like especially him. Do you remember that patch he had where he was unbelievable, and then all of a sudden he yeah. just gets dropped, and it's like, surely as 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 Gilmore, you're thinking, well, I've just been fantastic for two or three games, yeah. and I've just been I've just been dropped, and it's like, I get I get you're saving legs, and you know there's loads of reasons, and I get Deserby's probably thinking behind it all, but do I agree with it? Probably not. Um, mm. But again, who am I? to say I'm not yeah, a Premier League manager but that's the fun of it isn't it we're not Premier League yeah. managers we're here talking yeah. as fans um, yeah, about yeah, yeah. things the Premier League managers have to think about and I think that's what people sure. you know we, we we have an opinion on it whether whether it's right it's probably not half the time but look that's what yeah. it is and I think oh, that, exactly. um, you know that's that's the fun of that's the fun of football podcasts mate but um, yeah. I think yeah, uh, to, to to round off the game, uh, I thought that was a good debate on McAllister, Caicedo's replacements, yeah. etc., and squad. Um, but I just think to round off the game, it's a good result at the end of the day, to, yeah. considering we've dug deep, which is one thing we haven't done enough, I think. We haven't dug deep. We haven't tried to come back into a game, especially against a team that, you know, sits so deep against us and can't get through. So for me... I'm I'm happy with the result. I, I I think we need to start winning games. Obviously, we got Ajax obviously in the week, um, yeah. but in the Premier League, we need to start winning some games. Uh, Ajax now just won their won a game in there, which is great. Oh, they won um, finally. Yeah, they finally won. I think it was against the bottom of the league, but they won regardless. Um, and again, we're going into that game. We have to win uh, because yeah. we need to we need to be qualifying in the Europa League. So the expectations remain high, um, and I think they should still because we're still a great great team. Um, we're just in a very weird spot and we need to, I don't know how we get out of it. Um, I'm sure Deserby's a lot more um, inclined to, to sort that out than I am. Um, but yeah, I, I think a decent result nonetheless. And yeah, yeah. we'll just no, take 100%. it and move on. Um, I think I think yeah. the way that Everton are going, uh, they're they're definitely progressing. That you know they're not the, like I said earlier, they're not the same Everton that we all expect and sort of know of from last season. I think they mm. have got much better as a team, as a unit. Um, so yeah, to go away to Everton to get a point, I'm not mad at it right now in this in this current moment. I'm not mad at it at all. Maybe we look back in hindsight and you know they go on to get relegated and we think, well, we should have been beating Everton. But right now. Yeah. In the, in the moment, I think that's what sometimes we forget to do. To li- living in the moment, uh, right now, I'll take the one point. Yeah, and we move no, on. I agree. On to Ajax. Yeah, we'll wait for Ajax. We'll wait for Ben for Ajax. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll, do, we'll, we'll definitely do an Ajax preview. Ajax. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, I think that's pretty much everything, isn't it? Unless we've missed anything. Yeah. Referees no, smashed it. Pretty much. Yeah, everything's covered. That that fifty minutes has flown by for me. So hopefully, it's done the same for everyone else watching. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like a therapy will... session, mate. It is, isn't it, really? You just have a little rant about everything and it's all, it's all gone, isn't it? But yeah, um, that's probably what the headache was before I started the pod, man. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah. all... Um... Shout, shout out to Ryan. He's, he's done 50 minutes of a podcast with a banging headache, so shout out to I'm all right now. I'm okay. I'm all right. Um, bit so of coffee, this is what we do for you. Water, so this is what fine. we do for everyone for listening. Fine. This is what we do. This is, this is the commitment. This is the commitment we give to this podcast. And I wasn't right? drinking before everyone says I can't handle a drink or anything. I actually wasn't <laughs> drinking, so I don't need to hear all that. Uh, that's, that's Ben's yeah. problem, not mine. I did but ask yeah. that to be fair first question asked <laughs> were you drinking last night yeah that will be tonight but yeah I'll um, we'll see you all before Ajax which is insane to say we'll be out in Amsterdam for the first ever time uh, which will be unbelievable unbelievable so yeah we'll see you all uh, very soon um, let us know in the comments below a bit about our talking points Matoma talking point um, mm. January talking point take one of them one of the little things whatever it is that sparked your interest want to hear your thoughts on it because yeah, yeah we've, we've actually gone into quite deep things referees, referees as well so there's three big talking points there squad depth um, so yeah I want to hear it I want to hear what people think but um, yeah till then Maz thank you for joining me um, like comment subscribe all that, all that good stuff leave reviews and uh, we'll see you just before Ajax goodbye Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.